Think about endorsing 50 people a day and 50 times a day, your A plus prospects are two clicks away from starting a conversation with you before you ever have to send them a message. (laughs) That's like inception or something. That's freaking awesome. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. Luke, how are we doing today? I have to say, and I think Ariel told me this, we were shooting content earlier for one of our issues of American Lifestyle Magazine. And she goes, that was good after I did the first video. <laughs> and you know, when you get that's, you know, that was good. That means like, you right, were on an interview at six o'clock in the morning correct. and a little sleepy. And she goes, how about some energy? And I was like, <laughs> ah, you're right. Good for Ariel, yes, by the way. Calling me out. Right. Calling out the president of the, that's what we love to see. That's extreme that's what ownership. We, well, what are you talking about here, Josh? No. <laughs> No, I think that that's really good. That's I actually love that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really good. And I was like, yeah, you're right, man. I didn't have any energy on that video. And and being on video, a lot of times it's like acting. I did acting when I was a, a little kid, just a little bit here and there. And they would always teach you that you should be more exuberant on stage than you are in real life because it will come across and translate to the audience yeah. like normal. Yeah. So you got to be a little bit more exuberant, a little bit more energetic because you're trying to pull people in. That's awesome. So. We have an amazing guest here for you guys today. I was trying to find the segue there. I can't find the segue between acting and what we're going to talk about today, which is LinkedIn. Yeah. But maybe, maybe there's a little bit of maybe uh, you're gonna act connection on there. Yeah, you got to be very forthcoming and forthright in your messages. <laughs> on- we're going to get there, guys. I'm Josh not the LinkedIn is, yeah, expert. That's LinkedIn why we brought expert. on a LinkedIn expert. His name is Jimmy Coleman. He is the founder of Lead Baller, the number one done-for-you LinkedIn lead generation service for companies with five- to eight-figure deliverables. His clients include TikTok, Billy Jean is Marketing, The Real Bradley, Northwestern Mutual, and many more. Jimmy's strategies have generated tens of millions in revenue for his clients. We're going to talk about some of those strategies today. Jimmy, welcome to the podcast. What's up, guys? Pumped to be here. Jimmy, man, excited to be here. Guys, so you know how Jimmy and I connected to get him on the show. He was actually prospecting me, I think, on through, Facebook. through LinkedIn. Oh, no. no, no, through LinkedIn. I gotta gotcha. Ask, I, yeah, I got to <laughs> ask you, Jimmy, are you on TikTok for your business? Do you use TikTok for your business? Yeah, not really. I no. said, neither do we yet. I was <laughs> I was saying earlier that we got to use Instagram Reels, but I haven't... But Knowing that TikTok's a client of yours, I was curious. I was like, hey, are you yeah, on TikTok You know what's funny about that? I... Um, before, because we actually, I, I, I generated leads to an event for them. So I actually flew out to LA to nice. like go to the event and see what we did. And um, right before I flew out there, I was like, you know what? I should probably like, just in case, I don't know if they're going to like put me in a board meeting and say, everyone, you know, get out your phone, open up the app. And so I just made sure I had it like downloaded my phone just for that trip. That's awesome. And Right when I did it, I binged for like an hour and then I never touched it again. I deleted it from my phone. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I deleted TikTok from my phone too because I found myself like almost binging on it. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I got to get this off. It's too much yeah. time waster. All right, man. So tell us about your story. I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience. You're an entrepreneur. Actually, fun fun tip for the audience. Jimmy grew up an hour away yeah, from where I grew world, up. Right? In, in Fluvanna County, no one knows about Fluvanna County. And he grew up in mm. Waynesboro. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. an entrepreneur from Waynesboro. I love it. Yeah. So I want to hear your story, man. Introduce yourself to the audience. Kind of give them the 30,000 foot view of how you got to where you're at today. Yeah, I, actually, that story 
usually starts when uh, I graduated high school. I went to Wilson Memorial High School. So I remember competing every once in a while against Luvanna <laughs> and usually like wrestling or track or something like that across country. Um, and uh, when I graduated, um, you know, I hadn't really ever been a good student at that point. And the only way to be successful for people like me was to get good grades. And I just, I couldn't do that. Like it just wasn't working. And so at, at that point in my life, I, I kind of just defaulted that, well, I guess you must be like stupid or something. Um, and I remember over that summer, I, I got a job actually hustling uh, Cutco knives. And, um, and it was really neat because the, the valedictorian of my high school, he actually uh, started a week before I did. And so we, we pretty much were like going to the meetings at the same time and like competing against each other. And, uh, and I kicked his butt and I kicked everyone in my, my office's butt. And I, and <laughs> I started setting like national uh, records and stuff like that. And so I started, I found that I'm good at something and you know what, maybe the pretend rules, these unwritten rules that society placed on me, they don't apply to me. Mm. And that's when I started like becoming like starting questioning things a little bit more and, and, and starting to like see my greatness a little bit more, uh, shortly after college started. And I remember this difference in my energy level from like hustling, like pounding the pavement, selling knives to all my friends' moms and stuff. And I was like, I was forgetting to eat. Like I was so excited that I was like, I for like the whole day went by and I forgot to eat. Like, and that was just like a normal thing is, is such a fun competitive atmosphere. And then I sat back in a desk and had this professor talking to me about the history of baseball, how it started in Ireland. It was called rounders. Like it was, <laughs> and, and my energy level just dropped again. And I was like, I, I rem like, whoa, I just remembered how I felt my entire life in this very moment. And I don't like it. Like, mm. I got to get away from it. So within two weeks, I, I dropped out of college, doubled down, made, made mom and dad proud and, and said, I'm quitting college. I sell knives full time. Um, and it actually ended up working out because I just went all in. I, I, I kept breaking records and eventually I ran one of the top offices in the company um, and uh, had my own thing. And after a few years, I, I, I figured I could probably make more money working that hard selling something besides kitchen utensils. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just by default, I just went into the financial industry. And um, what was interesting about that is I wanted to work with a lot of C-level executives, a lot of the type of people you interview for this podcast, a lot of entrepreneurs and things. And um, there just wasn't a lot of that in Waynesboro, Virginia, as you, as you probably know that yep. uh, already. So I had to get a little creative and I started going on LinkedIn and exploring that a little bit, filtering people out by people who are C-level executives and entrepreneurs and, and just like just learning by doing uh, at mass quantity. And, and I was, I, I did it the wrong way at first. I was like the original spammer on LinkedIn, mm. uh, just like burning through people. And what I realized is this, what made me great, like selling the knives is like, I, I just developed this muscle of not caring when people told me no, and like just being a guerrilla marketer and playing the numbers game. I found truth in the numbers game, but then uh, I tried applying that to the financial industry and, and I came across as like a desperate marketer that also wanted to be your financial advisor. And, and so I had to become, this is where I kind of graduated from just like very low IQ, like marketing strategy to like high level stealthy marketing strategy, but also implementing that guerrilla marketing mindset. And so I, I did develop this process using LinkedIn 
where I started having people that were multimillionaires, and I was 21 years old at the time, multimillionaires who were sending me messages on LinkedIn before I ever sent them a message. Hmm. And, 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 and you'll understand that here pretty soon. I'm sure I'll be able to talk a little bit about the process today, but um, I developed this like really awesome process. I started filling my pipeline with people that were like the dream clients, C-level executives of companies with thousands of employees or, or entrepreneurs or whatever. And so um, that was really neat. And, and one of the people I came across was uh, Chad Price. He is the founder of a company called Mako based out of North Carolina, fastest growing company in North Carolina. So my targeting was working. It, it, he was a great prospect, but then he was trying to like sell me on, like he liked what I was doing and that it got his attention. Uh, but he wanted me to do that for his company and his company only. And I told him, I told him no so many times. I even referred him to my friend, Justin, who, you know, foreshadowing is now uh, my business partner at, at lead baller. Um, and, um, I eventually said, yes, moved down to Charlotte, North Carolina. That's why I'm here now to help expand that company. Within the first year, we, we generated a couple million dollars for him. Uh, actually doubled the size of the sales team from 25 to almost 50 salespeople in the first year. Wow. Uh, the next year, we easily created an extra eight figures in revenue for that company. Mm. And people started asking questions naturally of like, hey, we know that you're using LinkedIn to do a lot of this. Um, what are you doing? And I would just share with these people, people in the SaaS industry, staffing, um, people selling physical products, people selling uh, just whatever B2B stuff. And I started sharing with them and they said it was way better than what some other guy, some other LinkedIn expert just taught them a few months earlier. They paid a lot of money for. And so uh, I started building my confidence and I, I started developing a course. And I started sharing that course with people. And, and, and by that, at that point, I left this medical company and, uh, and I started having people invite me to speak on stage to talk to, talk to them about this process podcast. Right. Uh, uh, you know, Brad Lee is one of the people you mentioned. He flew me out to, um, to talk to his, his whole sales floor. Um, and, uh, and I even held like the first ever LinkedIn retreat where we, we rented out a mansion on the lake. And, uh, for like three days, people flew in from all over the country to like learn our process. And, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it, I was just, I was trying to figure it out because I really like sharing this information with people. And there are some people that got great results. I can name example after example of, of people's lives that changed. Um, but the problem was that was usually one out of 10 times, one out of 10 times of people giving me their money and them actually like doing something with what I gave them. And it really bothered me. It's their fault and it's their problem. But at the end of the day, so you're coaching wanna, them, but they're not doing. They're not doing the. Yeah, process they're, they're right. not doing. Anything. Is that whenever you created doing. then lead baller to do it yes. for them? Yeah, nice. That's exactly where we're going with it. So, um, yeah. So uh, at the beginning of the year, actually, is when I just really got fed up with it because, uh, again, I, I just want to like feel like I'm helping people every day instead of uh, you know just pitching something I know they're not going to do anything with, and so. Um, picked up a couple of clients that allowed me just to take the controller from them and just do it for them. Uh, there's a company out of South Carolina. Most people haven't heard of before. Uh, you know, they, they, they just trusted me with $10,000 a month Ooh. to try me out, um, to, to implement this process. Uh, and I say like that because, uh, they they were literally just trying me out at that dollar amount, which helped me also realize that when you solve bigger problems, um, you know, 
$10,000 is, is not a lot of money to mm. the right groups of people. So that's, that's another lesson tied in there. Yeah. Uh, the other company that allowed me to do it was TikTok. So company number one, they had to get rid of me after five weeks. We, we generated so many leads for them within five weeks that they had to like take a timeout. Um, <laughs> TikTok was actually even funnier. That's a good pace. testimonial. Well, good client TikTok, TikTok, TikTok is even better and funnier because we, we kept all the leads in like a Google spreadsheet and I don't think they checked it for like the first three weeks. And the reason I think it was three weeks is because uh, they wanted 150 leads in five weeks. And uh, I think they checked the spreadsheet three weeks in and they see that there's over 1100 <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, Jimmy, please turn it off. And I, I got <laughs> a screenshot off. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I got a screenshot somewhere. She's like, there's so many people. It was like a crying emoji. <laughs> so, um, and, and it was such a cool feeling. And that's what's made that even better is I got to fly out to the event and like go to LA and go to TikTok headquarters. And um, I show up and there are so many people. Like they had to tell a bunch of people no and people showed up anyways. That's they amazing. had to essentially create two events in one. They had two floors that they hosted it in. And it was like, hey, if you want to hear about this, go to this floor. If you want to hear about this, go to this floor. And still each room is like standing room only. It was like hot and like like sticky, sweaty in there because there's so many people. And, uh, and they also had to bring in a third-party company to create a virtual event out of it for all the people they had to tell no. Um, and, uh, and so there's like a virtual event that happened from it. And, and so that was just super cool. I, I remember like, again, the difference in energy level of like seeing the impact that I was able to make with that just by like having more control of the outcome versus, you know, someone buying my course. So I'll never have to meet. Um, and, and then maybe they'll do something with it. Maybe they won't. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started building out lead baller and, uh, and, and, you know, it's funny. I actually made a Facebook post one night. I said, hey guys, LinkedIn leads done for you, this price per month. And like I said, say me if you're interested. And like 80 plus people commented me on that post. And uh, <laughs> shortly after- That's a sign uh, for you. <laughs> it, it was a good sign. And then Facebook disabled my account uh, a, few, a few days later. Uh, I, I don't, and there's no reason why they haven't explained it to me, but I, there's conspiracy that they don't want people making money off of, uh, like without paying ads essentially, but, uh, yeah, and I, I kind of figured out that system, but, um, so that's when, that's when lead baller really was created. Like overnight we had at least 20 clients awesome. uh, that we were doing this for, uh, what's really cool is like, um, I think it was June of 2019. It was, is when I made my first hire ever. That was Tina. She's on the other side of the wall. And then, um, now we have, and it's like late summer in 2020, we have over 20 employees at our company and like we're, we need more, like we're still hiring more. And so that's incredible. Uh, now, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, so let's, yeah, let's definitely yeah. jump into the process here. Now I have to okay. point out before we do this, you're about the third or fourth entrepreneur we've had on the podcast that cut their teeth on Cutco sales. Heck so yeah. there's something there about is, You're Cutco, right about man. that. I didn't even pick that up. You're right. Yeah, Cutco yeah. produces entrepreneurs. Yeah, so if you're looking oh, for someone to get your girl. sales, yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's talk about yeah. the process. What is it? Um, how are you starting it with, uh, you're, you're saying that like a lot of people aren't willing to do it. They get the knowledge, but then they're not able to actually execute mm. on it. Is it because of the amount of work that it takes? Is it because of the amount of time that, that it takes? Like talk, yeah, talk us through know, that. Yeah, uh, you know, the joke I always say is like, 
I, I realized like I, I would want to give people my marketing strategy, but in order for them to do it, I had to fix their daddy problems and I didn't want to be that guy. Right. <laughs> and so, um, Hashtag uh, that. <laughs> so, uh, because at the end of the day, what it comes down to is if you want to, if you want to, um, every time you read a book, like we could talk a lot about books, every time you go to a conference, yeah, you so usually it, it's like a buffet and, um, you don't implement everything. You just take a couple of things that you're going to stick with and run with. Right. Mm-hmm. I think some people do get overwhelmed. Um, and they, they try to do everything all at once, not in sequence. And, uh, and, and they can get overwhelmed with that as well. That, that might be another reason, but, uh, so in order for people to, for the next, you know, however much time I, I take to explain this process, if they want to actually take something from it, they have to agree with themselves that they're willing to uh, change their habits Love that. And, 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 and do something different in their daily habits and, um, and yeah, and just change, change the routine in order to get the result. Cause it's not just like, it's not just knowing it's action that actually is what mm. turns this into a great thing. Amen on that. I hope everybody can hear my applause right now. That's so good. So what's the first step? All right. Yeah. So there's four steps. And uh, I think a lot of people will see this coming What the first step is. It is profile optimization. And the the reason that's so important um, as a first step is because a lot of the things we're going to be doing in the following two, three, and four steps is going to be driving traffic to your profile. And if you look like, oh, first off, at the very worst, like level one out of 10, uh, you look like a creeper. And we have had clients that we've had that convert from like looking like straight up like weird creepers uh, to you know, looking much better than that. Like at least- We had to do that for Luke with his- yeah. <laughs> I had the creeping yeah. going on. It was, uh, it was pretty scary. Well, like there's some some people, there's this one guy in particular, his picture looks like he's like, creeping on the side of the door, you know, like <laughs> that's supposed uh, to be it, romantic, man, or like poetic or something. <laughs> hey there. Uh, but, uh, but what's, what's really important to keep in mind with your profile, there's two keywords. So if someone is taking notes, I'd recommend they write down these two keywords. The first one is authority. And the second one is authenticity. So when it comes to authority, what I mean by that is you don't want your profile to look like everyone else who's selling the same Thing you're selling. Put yourself in the shoes of the people that you're sending connection requests to. They're probably already getting connection requests from your competitors. Right. And then and what your competitors are doing is they're probably sending them annoying, spammy messages. And you're like the 10th or 50th person to come along. And it's like, oh, great. Another fill in the blank. Another financial advisor is trying to send me a connection request on LinkedIn. Another real estate agent, another whatever, right? And they're, they're getting hit up by your competitors all day long. So you have to be willing to break the rules and swim in the opposite direction of what everyone else is doing. And a lot of what I teach, if you were to Google like LinkedIn tips and like go on YouTube, I'm doing the opposite of what a lot of those people are going to tell you to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to authenticity or when it comes to authority, uh, a big thing there is just selling like social proof if you can. Right. So there's four key areas on your profile. One of them is your banner. That's at the very top of your profile is the big rectangle picture behind your uh, your profile picture. Another one is your profile picture. Another one is your header, which is the thing next to or under your name. And then there's the about section. Um, when it comes to your banner, most people, they this, this represents 90% of the banners on LinkedIn. They either have their company logo 
I call those fanboys. Um, which I'm sorry, I, I'm go, I'm going to be calling people out right now. Uh, I, I kind of want to see if I have. I think I have my company logo. I'm a fanboy. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> this is brutal. Keep going, right. keep going, Jimmy. This is All good right. stuff. The next one, if I haven't got you yet, is uh, process of elimination. The next one is going to be like a cityscape of whatever town you live in. So if you're from if you're from Fluvanna or Waynesboro, probably not you. Right? But <laughs> rural, you got the, the Rodvanna River or something like, or the, yeah, the Rodvanna yeah. Creek. <laughs> show like the Walmart or something. Yeah, right? seriously. Uh, um, and then and then the the other one is just like the default, like no picture, right? The little like random like thing that's that me. LinkedIn puts in there if you don't have I'm guilty one. of that. One. Um, all right, so I I got one that's on the show, so that's that's good. Um, uh, what I what I strongly recommend is if you can position yourself as an authority by showing some level of social proof, right? If you've ever spoken like level ten out of one out of ten is like if you've spoken in front of an audience and people are seeing that you are giving information away to people. Like if we were doing this podcast in front of a big crowd and I was speaking and there's a lot of people or something like that, and it wasn't during COVID, then uh, that would be a great uh, picture to put in my banner. If you could like see the crowd of people and stuff like that, right? Uh, it shows social proof and that if that person were to say yes to you, whether it's accepting your connection request or responding to your message, they wouldn't be the first person on planet earth to do so, hmm. right? Uh, they're, they're, you make them comfortable with that, idea of them saying yes to you. Mm, yeah. Um, and there's also that, like, when you see someone that has that authority, there's almost some, some FOMO, some like fear of like, well, Hey, that person looks like they have a lot of influence. That's another good keyword is that they have a lot of influence and I want to have a lot of influence too. And by having that person in my network that I, I might up level my ability to have more influence. And so, um, so people are, are are fearful of like, what if I say no to that person? What am I missing out on? So uh, there's a lot to be said for if you can position yourself as an authority. A lot of people um, don't have pictures that show that represent that uh, quite yet. And a quick hack to do that, like there's there's like five people, like just I'm looking out the window. There's like five people out there. I could I could say, hey Josh, go take a picture of me. Um, I'm just going to tell these guys how to, uh, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And someone takes a, a picture of me. Like you could, you could do that if you really, so like as to. a real estate agent, you could do that at like the closing table, you taking right. a picture of you helping people at the closing table, or I, I wondered like, what do you think about client testimonials in your banner? Like little stars, like four stars. I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking of other ways. If you don't have a big crowd. I think that's cool. You can also like use tools like Canva. Okay. So that the, um, so this Canva, C A N V A.com. Um, and, uh, you can like edit the picture and first you can actually use Canva to like make sure it fits LinkedIn's measurements. So if you just go to Canva and you use a search bar and type in LinkedIn, it'll say LinkedIn banner and it'll give you the perfect measurements. So, nice. um, uh, but then you can also like have like a, a main picture, uh, which, uh, it could be a company logo cityscape. Right. Uh, but, uh, but you could also like screenshot a client testimonial on there. You could definitely do that. Um, the, the other, the other component is, uh, with, with your, uh, profile picture. And I, I tend to tell people to maybe alternate if you have to like, 
Some people, they have a profile picture that represents authority as them speaking on a stage in front of a group of people, or it could be a group of five people. Like my, my LinkedIn picture is me talking, having a one-on-one exchanging of information with one person, hmm. but it looks like I'm giving information away and, and it shows that I have value to give. Um, so uh, it, it could also be a, a big crowd of people. If you, if you can't pull that off and you can't fake it till you make it, then what I recommend you do is you just double down on the authenticity. Mm. So everyone that's listening to this show, everyone that's running this show, like we're all, we're all like working hard during the day. And at the end of the day though, like we're, we have like personal goals and like relationships of people that we want to make proud and things that we all have in common that connect us. And we tend to like bury those things in order to be professional for some reason. Yeah. We don't like, we don't like to, we don't talk about them maybe because they're too deep. Um, but I like to spotlight those things. I like to showcase the things that I have in common with the people that are in my target market, hmm. not just on a professional level, but also on a personal level too. So it's, it's cool. If like, you know, I flex somewhere in my profile, like my favorite books and I attract people like that into my life and like business books. But if I also show that, like, I have a wife who loves me and, and, and like wants to see me do well. And you get to like hear her story and, and something like that, like then you, you all of a sudden care for me a little more. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain, totally I'll explain agree. this. Yeah. There's a, there's a guy actually uh, consults a lot of uh, consults Cutco actually and vector marketing. Um, his name is Matthew Kelly. He has a book called the seven levels of intimacy. And uh, I don't know all seven levels, but uh, to summarize it, you can kind of imagine, um, yourself checking out your groceries at a grocery store. And the first level of intimacy is when the, the cashier says, how's your day going? And you give a cliche response. Good. It's like, it's fine. It's good. It's you almost don't even realize that you just spoke. It's just like, it's just like automatic. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the next level of intimacy is you might tell them more of a fact is like, it's good. I actually, I bought a dog today and it's like, Oh, like that's cool. So that's another level. I know more about you. Um, but then there's like some, um, some maybe more emotion attached to it. It's like, it was good. I bought a dog today. Um, we named him, uh, or no, um, that's the next part. Like it made me so happy. I want to cry. We named him buddy after my grandfather who passed away uh, mm. three weeks ago. And all of a sudden this person is checking your groceries. Like, there's like, dude, give me a hug. Like, you know, and, and, and when I do my marketing, a lot of people have given me this feedback is they, there's usually a lot of trust. They see that there's a lot of people that have trusted me to help them, but they also are like rooting for me too. They want to, they want to see me do well. And, and, and they, they care and they, they actually care enough, not just to, um, you know, say yes to having a meeting with me, but also like, they want to follow the journey as well, mm-hmm. you know, and then they care to that degree. Well, you and can see so, that and not to jump too far ahead. Cause I know yeah. there's multiple spots, but like you can right. really see that in your about section on your LinkedIn. I mean, your yes. about section is filled with your vision and what you're mm-hmm. trying to accomplish. I want to ask, like, did your girlfriend say yes? <laughs> yeah, actually great timing. So, uh, great timing. We actually, um, so I proposed this time last year and, uh, she did say yes. And then we got married in March, oh, man, uh, had to uninvite over a hundred people. Yeah. What timing? Uh, March 28th, but like, and everyone like usually feels bad, but the reality is it was, it was great because, uh, it was actually at her 
So I, like we met back in high school. So this is typical like Waynesboro story. Uh, her parents had a Christmas tree farm and I worked at the Christmas tree farm. Wait, do, we does it do Dude, this is a Hallmark yeah. episode because Savannah yeah. County, my wife and I, high school sweethearts, she grew up on an orchard. Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, so, man. They make them some type of way in Flavanna and Waynesboro. It's like Hallmark. It's you know? the Virginia farmer's yeah. daughter. daughter <laughs> That's what thing. it is, man. Um, but yeah, like we, uh, so we actually got to have the wedding at the farm and which wasn't going to be an option before it was me too many people to host, but there's only like 13 people there and, and Morgan just had what we wanted to have. So it worked out well, but um, we also had vendors that were paid. Um, so we're doing a round two this weekend. That's awesome. Uh, Congrats. Get married again. And, and, you know, all the, all the food and everything like that. And the, the actual venue, and you'll probably have instead of like 130, you will have like six or seven. But bucks. you sharing that, like, I want to point out to the yeah. audience, you sharing that is what gets people to like you and ultimately mm-hmm. gets that vulnerability to open up to, to build that trust. And all of yeah. us are trying to become the business of trust, right? Insert your business, yes. insurance, finance, real estate. You're trying to become that person of trust in the eyes of your community, your sphere. And mm-hmm. uh, like we underestimate that how much it builds trust, just knowing that I have two dogs and one of them was a rescue. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. will connect me to everybody listening to this that rescues dogs. Mm-hmm. And yep. it will join us in. And, and displaying that on your LinkedIn profile, I think I think is brilliant. Are you tired of email marketing programs that are complicated to set up, look outdated, and are irrelevant to your clients' lives? That's what Reminder Media has set out to solve with our three-in-one digital marketing bundle. With our bundle, you get a personally branded, beautiful, interactive digital magazine, an email newsletter filled with stories, recipes, and ideas that your clients will love, and more than 2,000 articles branded to you at your fingertips for sharing on social media. All digital, all personally branded, all at one affordable price. Let's see your competitors' photocopied flyers beat that. To check out the bundle, go to ReminderMedia.com bundle and see what a three-in-one marketing strategy can do for your business. That's ReminderMedia.com bundle. Take action on this today. So what, I guess, what is step two? After authority, authenticity, where do well, you move um, to? This is all within phase one, okay. so, so I'll try to... I'll try to tie a bow on it. But uh, the, the other part of your profile is going to be your headline. Um, and for your headline, I would just try to find a creative way to describe what you do. And if it can be funny, even better, um, it, you can either try to present yourself as an authority, like founder. Uh, I have a client, it's like 3.2 million podcast downloads. You know, it's like you're not going to not accept a connection request from that guy. Yeah, right? that's great. So uh, you're, like, you feel like you're talking to a celebrity. So um, if you can position yourself, whatever you can flex, you can throw it out there. Uh, but what, you know, what's not as effective is just talking about what you sell the whole time. Because trust me, like what I'm going to teach in phases two, three, and four is going to get people that conversation. In uh, that conversation, you're going to have that chance to pitch. But this is what gives you the opportunity to not get blocked at the entrance. Okay. So, um, so find a creative way to describe what you do. There's the guy in Charlotte, his, he's a photographer and his headline says, I shoot people for a living. <laughs> and like, that is like money, you know, that's, that's great. So that is like really being good. witty, finding creative way to describe what you do. Uh, when it comes to your summary or your, or your about section, cause you, you brought this up already. And 
mine is hard to copy because there's a story behind it. I, I'll spare you guys a little bit, but I was in a I was in a, a men's like mastermind. They asked us to share a vision statement. I already made one. <clears throat> And so I just, I never thought I'd share it with anyone. And uh, they asked us to share a vision statement. I already had one. So I just gave it to that group of people, 14 guys only. I remember how good it felt for everyone in that group to know like who I really was mm. and, and why, I, why I feel like I'm on this earth and not like in this, this like circle level, surface level, like building, you know, cliche rapport kind of way, but like in a genuinely. And, and, and a lot of those things were also very vulnerable too. Um, which most people are not willing to do. That's a degree of separation. So um, I, I eventually just shared that on my LinkedIn profile. And, and every week I have people sending me messages. I could show people all the messages I've ever gotten of, of people just saying, hey, I read this on your summary. It really connected with me. Wow. And keep in mind, I'm targeting people who I want to do business with. Mm-hmm. And these are people who are now reaching out to me saying, hey, this very personal thing about you, I connect with as well. And imagine starting a business conversation with that versus like, like, Hey, I saw that you're in the whatever industry. And and I wanted to see if I could hop on a call and add value, like all that crap. Like we're able to start a much more like the wall is not there. Yeah. Right? It's so good. So the way that other, your audience can duplicate that is three things in your about section. It's called story selling because what most people have is an about section. That's just like a brag sheet of why either they're the best or why what they're selling is the best. And it's almost like bullet point or like long paragraph form. And like, no one really cares to even start to read it. So there's a way you have to structure it so that people actually do read your brag sheet and your why and your mission. And it's called story selling. And the, the first component is uh, the hook. And the hook is what is your um, significant life event? you were fired from your job, you broke your ankle, you, uh, I don't know, like name of failure, name a thing that most people wouldn't want to share, right? For my wife, I helped her with her about section. She got rejected into nursing school three or four times before she, four times before she was accepted. And uh, she quoted her rejection letter as her (laughs) first line. Mm. And then she put how she interpreted it. And then, um, so the second part is giving context to that, like, hook. Um, so if it was like, Hey, I was kidnapped when I was six years old, that's your hook. Then you have to give some context to that, right? Like, well, you know, most people don't know, but you know, my parents, uh, they were, uh, when I was little, they had a disagreement, whatever. And and then my dad took me to Canada. Um, uh, not a true story. Um, (laughs) so, so, uh, but you just like, you give context, but then at the end, you just explain the lesson that you learned. And now the mission that has set you on. Mm. of like why you do what you do now. Right. So, uh, again, it's the hook significant life event. And then there's the body, which is, uh, just giving context. And at the end, you just bridge the significant life event to the mission that you're on now. And, and then at the bottom, you can like enter like what you've accomplished so far and all that stuff. And you'll have a ton of people connecting with your story. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. That's really good. So sorry that I went so much into that, no, that's like, uh, that, that's a phase major <laughs> thing that people don't know how no, to do. That, I, like I, I, literally I'm yeah. sitting here saying, all right, I got to go redo. Now I'm I got to redo my mine. LinkedIn at all. I'm yeah. looking at yours on my iPad and we got to We got to fix Luke. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> a fanboy over here, Jimmy. I'm like, what the heck is going on with my LinkedIn? No, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, you know, what's interesting too, for the people listening to this episode, because I love what we're getting into is we've tried to have LinkedIn experts on this podcast and we have not had 
a lot of success with that. Like we have not found some people that have truly generated well, leads you're, on LinkedIn. Completely flipping the script. I yep. mean, completely flipping the script from what everyone else is doing on LinkedIn, which is, and we're getting it all the time. Yep. We're getting hit up all the time. I get every single day. All the time. Hey, I've helped this many people do this. Would love to see what I can do for your business in this. How about we set up a time? Well, the to fact call that you were able to X, even X, X. get a Zoom call with me shows that your LinkedIn prospecting works because I get yeah. hit up, I mean, massive mm. amounts of prospecting that happens to me. And the fact that you were able to cut through that noise somehow that intrigued me enough to, to jump on a call with you is, is impressive and a testament to what you, you do strategy wise. So I hear it all the time, guys. And this is why like, I'm not telling people like how to craft their sales pitch on their profile and stuff because um, it, it, most people get stopped at the door. Like they don't get the chance. And I have so many people that are now my clients that say like, you don't understand. I get pitched the same service that you sell three to five times a day. I'm, I'm usually a lot of times prospecting with like VP of sales of uh, big companies and stuff like that. And, uh, and they're like, you're the first person I've ever responded to. And what's great is like, we're filling our own pipeline using our own strategy. So it's like, yeah, you liked how that felt, right? And so then we do it for them. But yeah. So what's so, what's step two? You got to, let's, let's speed through step two, three, and four. And then maybe, do you have like an ebook or something you could point point people oh, to? Oh yeah, at the I end? got, I'll hook them up. Yeah, I'll hook, hook, them up hook the yeah. audience up. So, uh, and, and steps two and three are pretty easy. Two is just targeting. And for targeting guys, all I'm going to say is that you should pony up the cash for a sales navigator. And the reason that you should is because um, LinkedIn is a unique platform where you can pay to play. You can pay to, to be in the, in the prospecting game. Um, with Facebook, you got to like run ads and stuff like that, but there's no premium profile where like they'll un unlock you from um, from being able to use it as a prospecting tool. Uh, LinkedIn, you can use it as a prospecting tool. You just have to have Sales Navigator. Mm. So it's 80 bucks a month to do it. And if you don't know how, just Google Sales Navigator and there's a like a 30-day trial and you just, you just sign up to take action on it. Again, it's a degree of separation. Most people aren't willing to do that, which is one of the reasons that you should do it. And when you do that, you should be very specific in who you're targeting. You can target, you can make it your reality if you want to, where you're only talking to people that are C-level executives of companies with 1,000, 5,000, or 10,000 employees. You can make that your reality. So uh, part of the reason that we're able to help clients get meetings with people that make decisions at five, six, and seven, and even eight-figure levels is because we're targeting people very, we're being micro-targeting on people that have the authority to make decisions at that level. Mm. Be picky in, in when you're doing your targeting. That's all I got to say for phase two. I would, nice. I would send maybe 30 connection requests a day if you want to be conservative and then maybe increase it slowly towards 50 uh, if you're doing it manually. Um, and there are some automation tools and stuff like that, but you've got to be careful with it. Phantom Buster is one of the most legit ones if, if people want to look into that. Nice. Um, phase three is where most people go wrong because what most people do and every person listening probably knows what I'm talking about is you accept the connection request. 45 seconds later, you get the three paragraphs. Yep. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, automated name. Um, uh, I was checking out your profile. I thought you looked really interesting, blah, 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 blah. And then commercial, 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 and then calendar link at the bottom, mm. right? And it's just like, like that is, do you, it's like, it's insulting. Like, did you really think that was going to work on me? Um, and, uh, and especially it doesn't work for the people that are, 
making again decisions at a higher level. It might make it might work for if you're selling something that costs 500 bucks a piece or uh, or 100 bucks or I don't know, but where you just like spam people to death and it's a numbers game. And again, the numbers game it works. It's just um, it, you can burn through leads that way. So um, what we what we do is we try to make sure that there's this scenario of I've seen that person before when they send you a message, right? Like uh, there's probably people, you know, through Facebook or LinkedIn where you've seen them show up a few times. They've commented on a couple of your posts, liked a couple of your things, and you don't know who they are, but there's like this level of respect because they're like, they're rooting for you as, as it seems. Right. And so what we'll do is we will automatically endorse the people that um, have accepted our connection request. We'll uh, the next day we'll comment on a post the next day, we'll like like three of their most recent posts in a row. What's great about that actually is that when they get a notification, it says Jimmy, 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 you know, liked your post, liked your post, liked your post. And uh, and it just buys a bunch of real estate in their notifications because the average LinkedIn user um, isn't just like, it's not like TikTok, for example, right? Where people are just like scrolling for hours looking at the LinkedIn newsfeed. Mm. Most, the average LinkedIn user jumps on there, checks the notifications and jumps off. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to show up? You want to show up in their notifications, right? So uh, that's that's what we do. We try to make sure we do at least three that's things gold. to show up in our prospects notifications before we ever send them a message. And the easiest three to do is commenting on a post, liking a post, and endorsing for a skill. That is awesome. Yeah, and we'll usually do like fifty to seventy of those combinations for people in our pipeline a day. So think about this. Think about just the endorsing alone, and I'll jump to phase four. Uh, when you endorse someone, you click that plus sign in their profile. And let's say it's for like leadership. They just got a notification. It says, Jimmy Coleman just endorsed you for leadership. Beneath that, it says, say thanks. It's a blue button. All they got to do is click that button. And you'll, you'll see this when you go and do it yourself. They click that button. It auto-populates a message thread with you and that person. And it, it already has the thank you message typed out. It says, thanks for endorsing me for leadership. So if you bird's eye view, uh, you, you take that for what it is. Think about endorsing 50 people a day and 50 times a day, your A-plus prospects are two clicks away from starting a conversation with you before you ever have to send them a message. <laughs> that's like Inception or something. That's freaking awesome, dude. That's right? a golden so, and not right ev- there. Not everyone's going to take the bait, but again, the numbers game, Yep, a, a fraction of them do. And those are people with, that are so much easier to like, they've opened the door. Yep. And now you're in a conversation. You just keep it's just normal for you to keep the conversation going. It's like, hey, sure thing, uh, Jesse. Um, by the way, I saw that you're doing X, Y, and Z. Uh, what do you think about connecting? You know, it's so much more natural after that because they don't feel like this is coming from your bot. Right. Right. And they, they feel it's higher, harder for higher them to ignore you, also. Like there's a yes. level of reciprocity where they they don't want to ignore you. They would feel bad at that point. I and everybody think. wants yes. to get endorsed. Yeah. Yes, why not, right? Um, and now phase four is what I call stand outreach because, and this is especially for the people that don't take the bait, who don't say thanks for endorsing me. Um, well, now you have to send them something in order for this relationship to go anywhere. And when you send them something, send them something that stands out from all the other crap that they get. Because what most people do is they're worried about what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? But with the, right, the first question is how should I send it? Should it be through text? Should it be an audio message? Should it be a video message? Should I include a GIF? And it's all things that are that create pattern disrupts, mm. right? 
So, uh, or pattern interrupts. And so, um, what, one of the things that we'll do, and so this is like a lead baller plug. We're the only company in the world right now that sends audio messages at scale. Most people don't even think this is a capability on LinkedIn, but what you do is you open up the LinkedIn app and, um, you go to a message, just a message conversation with someone and near the, where the send button would be is a little microphone icon. You hold it down and you speak into it and you're sending an audio message to your prospect now. And they've probably never got one before. It shows up with this like blue bar with yeah, a play so button. I've like, never gotten one before. Yeah, I, I think have that's you? how you yes. got me. Oh. That's how you got me. It's exactly how I got you. Yeah, he, that's <laughs> so, how he got me, guys. He, he so, freaking inceptioned me. I, I, yes. I think you endorsed me too. Man, you freaking tricked me, dude. No, uh, I'm just kidding. That's and free. now we're all that's, here. This is weird. That's, that's so, <laughs> so awesome. That's awesome. Um, another thing you can do is, um, is like I have these... Uh, so I, I'm a partner in a in a nurse recruiting company, so that's why I have this. But nice. like, well, uh, um, well, you can send a video, and if in the first like frame of that video, it has like a name card with their name on it, it says like, "Hey, Luke," you know, for example, they're definitely going to open up that video on that if it, if you have a sheet of paper that has their name on it in the opening seconds of that video. Yeah, we do that for our sales reps. So we have about 100 reps on the phone and we we use a company, I think called Vidyard. Um, Vidyard, yeah, yep, that's great. Yep, and we use them to, we do whiteboards and the names of yes. the people and stuff like that. It's working out well for us. Do that. Um, I Someone asked me in my uh, Facebook group the other day, like, what do you do when people like, it's the third time you followed up and they haven't responded. I was like, make it funny. Like, find a, uh, you can do a GIF on LinkedIn and uh, like type in ghosted on GIF and see what shows up. There's like this like basic white girl. It's like, OMG, I can't believe you ghosted me. And it's, it's like, <laughs> like just have fun with the whole process of it, right? Because you and, stand and out. It's breaking exactly. through the noise. Like you, you exactly. stand out, you break through the noise. Like you got me because I had never seen an audio message in my LinkedIn mm-hmm. inbox. Or if I had, it's not enough to to make it to where I remember yeah, it. Right. It stood out and I'm like listening to it. Yeah, It's the same with Instagram. I don't know if you're doing the same on Instagram or if you even mm-hmm. go there, but people who send me videos, it's happening more and more and more because marketers are getting a hold of it. But I'm mm-hmm. so much more likely to spend the time and watch the video you film for mm-hmm. me. Well, yeah, because you don't feel like you're just a number in their marketing game. If yep. you feel like it was intended for you, you have a higher level of, of obligation to... Uh, to respond to them. And and by the way, the reason that we don't do this same exact process on, on Instagram, uh, and, and there is a way to, to succeed there for prospecting, but th- what makes LinkedIn so great is the targeting, right? You can't, you can't target people at the same level on Instagram as you can on LinkedIn. No, it's a so, great point. What is yeah. the conversion rate that you're seeing on average high level? Like how many friend requests to messages to mm-hmm. actual conversations are you guys seeing? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I can just speak on averages. So, um, when it comes to connection requests accepted, uh, what anything above 30% is pretty good below that. Uh, there's definitely room for improvement. It probably has to come down to what your connection message is or, um, or the quality of your profile. Uh, if, if you need improvement there, when it comes to people responding to your message, um, that one has a lot of variety uh, because some people are offering better solutions. Sure. Uh, Some people are sound more confident uh, when they're with what they're saying. Uh, But you know, 25% to 40% is, is like pretty good. Uh, There are some people getting a 50 to 60% response rate. And the reason that it's hard to get such good 
percentages, like anything above 60 in either of those categories is mainly because oftentimes people just aren't checking. So uh, I will recommend that people, if, if they haven't responded to you after a few times on LinkedIn, take the email that they have from their LinkedIn profile, send them an email saying, Hey, yeah, I don't think you noticed, but I, I've been sending you some messages on LinkedIn. Great I, idea. You probably don't check it that often. This is what I was talking about. Are you okay to have a call and talk about that's it? What's your connection idea. message? That's a great question. So um, it depends on the industry. One of my one of my favorite ones, like if we're going after like startups, especially, I'll say um, uh, been following, and then we'll auto populate the company name, the company name, not their name, but the company name. Been following company name for a while now. Much respect. Uh, keep, uh, happy to connect. And you'll notice that when I, with my language, it's not like perfect format. It's not like, hi, Robert, respect comma, yeah, double enter. <laughs> uh, I have been following, you know, it's like uh, my message has been following, like no interest. It's like been following company name for a while now. Much respect, period. Yeah. Happy to connect. Authentic, man. It's, it's, yeah, it like, reads like slang almost. It reads like a real slang. Person. Yep. Like, I'm not begging for you to accept, but yep. it'd be cool if you did. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I love that. That's awesome. All right. So, got to ask you this, man, because we ask all the successful people that come on the show, you know, what are the routines that you implement, right? You're a really successful person. You come out of school, you do Cutco, you start doing financial advising, you then, you know, do this medical company thing and then start lead ballers. Mm-hmm. Like, what are the routines that you have implemented or do implement in your life that have driven success for you? Yeah, the, the easiest time to control your routines are at the very end of the day and the very beginning of the day. And people underestimate the end of the day. Because uh, there's, a, there's you know, I love the book Miracle Morning and yep. stuff like that. I definitely recommend that. But, you know, the, the what you do before you go to bed really sets you up. Like people talk about, oh, it's like I used to work out 5 a.m. like show up at the gym at 5 a.m. every day. Um, I don't need to anymore. But uh, and people like, Oh, I couldn't do that. Well, yeah, you could just change the time you go to bed. It's that easy. Right. And which it isn't, it isn't easy, but it's that simple. Um, and <laughs> you know, packing the, packing your gym bag before, uh, like the night before. Yeah. So like it removes the, like the, the, any, any barriers, uh, to your success, packing your lunch the night before packing your breakfast the night before, uh, doing things like that. So that when you go into the today, into the day, it's just like, boom, like you're off, like you're going, um, when, I just made a, a, we just made a video about this actually. But when I wake up, the very first thing I do actually is I smile and thank God that I'm alive. So, um, four or five years ago, I remember like waking up and kind of doing what most people do. And it's just like, oh, like, uh, oh, don't wanna don't wanna wake up right now. Like, like, yeah, you know, I said a couple of bad things and I was like, and then I, after 10 seconds, I paused, like, that's probably like a horrible way for me. Like that probably doesn't do good things for what's gonna happen the rest of the day. Mm. And ever since then, I I wake up and I like my face is like half asleep, like all the muscles. And so it looks funny if someone <laughs> were to point a camera at me, but like I like force <laughs> myself to put a big grin on my face. And like, thank you, God. Like, thank you. Like, yes, you know. Um, and it's like it's psycho. It's it's weird that, that I, that's some Tony stuff. Robbins stuff, man. I love that change yeah. of state. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, and I'll, I'll even do that. Like, if I'm if I'm like mad about something, like if Morgan and I are disagreeing about something, and I, I like when you're mad, you want to be mad sometimes, right? Um, but I'll I'll like force myself to smile, and and it actually does help. 
Um, Does it freak her out but, if you're like, yeah, <laughs> you guys are fighting? Oh no, I don't do. I don't like show my face when I don't do that. No one, no one gets to see that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wait for me to like get in the car and then I and then I'll do that. But uh, um, but yeah, that's the first thing I do when I wake up. And then um, obviously, you know, working out on the way to the to working out. This is something that I've been um, I'm working with my coach on, and uh, I'm trying to like get into the Bible more. Um, and so there's actually, uh, a YouTube channel called the Bible project. And I've been like watching one video from that every day on the way to the gym. Um, and then this one, this one, this next one's big though. The next one is, um, when you pray, having three people that you are, uh, no, no. Uh, first thing is three things you're grateful for. Uh, the next three things are three other people you want to pray for. And then just whatever the the rest that you want for yourself. And usually when I'm praying for myself, it's like, I'm, I'm like praying for courage and like to like do the hard thing and for like energy and passion and to the type of energy that uh, gives you energy and inspires you to be your best kind of thing. Um, it's, it's more of like, Hey, like, prepare me for like greatness, like give me like, you know, like make me strong enough to like handle like the greatness that you want for me. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, and then the other, the last thing I'll say about that is, um, and I'm honestly, I'm kind of on and off about this. Uh, but I try to have like a 30 minute block in the middle of the day, like two 30 where I like go into a, a dark room and just like, like don't do anything. Okay. And, that's impressive. Uh, very tough to do. Yeah. Because like, that seems like almost impossible to do, but that's awesome. <laughs> and, and it helps to schedule it. I, I like, I said I was going to do it and then I didn't do it for like a month and it's like, it wasn't in my schedule. And so I, I started scheduling it and I would get the alert and I'm like, I'd have to like consciously make the decision not to. Um, so, uh, so that, and, and, what I also realized I was having a hard time getting into the state of like just stillness. Like my mind was like still like racing. And so I, uh, I went on YouTube and I found like this 10 minute breath work, uh, exercise. And, uh, and, and that like got me grounded for the rest of the 30 minutes of the it was 20 minutes left rest mm-hmm. of the 30 minutes. So yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Really helps. You guys are like brothers from different mothers, Morgan and Megan grew up an hour apart. <laughs> yeah. Farmers' daughters, farmers' daughters. Bible studies in the morning. Bible studies in the morning, <laughs> dude, man. It. Yeah, that's what it is. Jimmy, this has been awesome, man. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on today, sharing your story, Absolutely. and really kind of walking through yep. some phenomenal freaking tips on. Yes. I think really, setting up really the profile, tactical. yeah, was like mm-hmm. probably one of the coolest things because that's something anybody can walk away and start doing. And then the, the rest of it's just how are you targeting? What's your message? How are you getting them to respond back? And then ultimately yep. getting them to have that conversation. And the truth is in the numbers game. Yeah. The truth's in the numbers game. Thank you so much for being here, Jimmy. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah. Uh, you can look me up on LinkedIn, obviously. Just look up Jimmy Coleman. I'll, I'll probably be near the top of the list. And uh, I mean, I just lost all my Facebook friends thanks to Facebook. So feel free to even <laughs> connect with me on there um, uh, after they disabled my account. And then, um, and then you can also, when you go to Facebook, you can search like lead baller challenge. We have a free Facebook group where we're always like sharing nice. tips and things like that. Uh, and last, the very last thing would be, uh, 
just leadballer.com. Okay. Can they get that guide at leadballer.com or would they get it inside the group? Get what guy? Get the guy? The guide? (laughs) Get the guy. Oh, the guy. Anybody anybody looking for a guy, you can go to the (laughs) Facebook group. Jimmy will hook you up. You're talking about a guy? guy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think we do have, um, uh, we do have like mini courses. We do have um, manuals. Uh, We do have things like that. Um, The best thing though, um, and people inside the group still get access to this is joining uh, the lead baller challenge Facebook group. Nice. Love that. Um, Cause it's, it's, we have all the files in there, but then there's also community to help answer your questions. We'll link to that in the show. Notes. We'll absolutely link yep. to that in the show notes. Speaking of which you can check out the show notes at staypaidpodcast.com. If you're looking for ways to support the show, there's two ways we ask you to do that. First way is to head on over to iTunes, throw us a five-star rating and leave a comment. This week's feature review comes from M zero one, one Z. I think it's pronounced malls. Like M O one one like L L Z. I'm impressed, man. Thanks for the motivation. Five stars, full of great tips and advice for any professional. The guests' stories motivate me and inspire me to go for my goal. Especially Jimmy Coleman. I don't know how they knew <laughs> that Jimmy's story was going to inspire. That's them. some inception right there. But absolutely, that's dude, that applies to this podcast. And the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend, share this on your social media. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And you can head on over to Instagram followers. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acreen. Your action item from this, there's so many good tactical ones, but the one that I felt that all of us could take advantage of is going to that bio section, that about you section, and implementing that three steps. What is your hook? What is that life event that will draw people in? Then the second phase, the context, what context are you going to share about that hook and that life event? And then third, how did that life event then set you on the mission that you're accomplishing today in your business? That's something very practical. We can all go look at our bios, all look at our about sections and start tweaking it tonight. So remember this, we've worked in over 140 different industries, Josh and I. And as we look at top producers and mediocre producers, the only difference we see is that top producers take action. Take action on that today. 